0: From all of us at the Podcast Arcade Network, happy holidays. Welcome to the Paranormal Dads Ho Ho Holiday Special. (laughs) I'm your co-host Andy. I'm your co-host Eddie. And I am your co-host Pat. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries on this very special edition of Paranormal Dads. holidays gents goodness gracious are you in the spirit i am i am totally there this is my favorite holiday well the the special eggnog helps doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) anything with nog in it and i'm there (laughs) so what uh growing up thinking back to when we were kiddos and you know there's something just really magical about this time of year especially when you're a little kid what's the best gift that you ever had what's the best gift that the big man in the red suit himself brought you oh wow thinking back that's a tough one <laughs> or you just top five top, top um, three
1: well i gotta say uh there was one year i got a denver broncos jacket yeah. which i thought was really cool i mean it was kind of like a I, know, I think back in the day we called them ski jackets uh-huh just kind of a winter coat and i was a broncos fan back in the day so uh that's always up there um Boy, I always got all kinds of cool toys for Christmas and, and uh, uh, always look forward to this time of year. Um, one year, I think my grandma gave me a Spider-Man Mego doll, Ooh. which also came with the Spider-Man Mego doll car. Oh. Which he had like this little web contraction that he could like catch up the Green Goblin with. And uh, that was very cool. I love it. What about you, Eddie?
2: It's hands down. I don't have to think about it. It's Castle Grayskull, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Castle Grayskull. Castle, He-Man?
2: Yes. I. So the fun, uh, and I'll give the really brief one, Uh didn't get it the initial Christmas that I thought I was because I pulled the classic thing like the kid did from A Christmas Story, and that was the only thing I had on my list.
0: Oh no. when like, he didn't what, get the Red Rider BB gun and he started sulking. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And his dad's like look behind the tree. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. That 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 Christmas. But it did happen the next Christmas. Uh, I think my mom saw the uh the tragedy on my face. <laughs> She's like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, I crushed my son. I broke him." <laughs> yeah. Um and so that following Christmas, I did get Castle Gray Skull and I just it, it it it's one of those things that occupies a special part of your brain. It's like I saw you light up with the with the Spider-Man Mego doll. Yeah. It's just one of those things i just think about it and i mean i have the shell of it right over there i mean it's literally still (laughs) occupies a part of my life and uh hands down castle grayskull from he man
0: how about you man for me it's pretty much a no-brainer although we got tons of really cool memorable things on on christmas morning but i'll never forget the year i think i was uh eight or nine years old and, and we came down you know in our in our pajamas and and right there in our playroom was it was a brand new little TV shelf with a brand new TV with a oh. brand new Nintendo entertainment system? Yes, <laughs> dude, it was just like a beam from heaven was shining down <laughs> and dubs were flying out. <laughs>
2: There's that had to have Lee been movie. quite a day. I oh, mean, you guys
0: were probably sitting there the entire day. Glued. Dude, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't pry us away from it to open the rest of our presents. Yeah, and it was a combo thing where you had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, you know, old clunky square TVs, probably like a 20-inch or with glass so thick that you could mash your gun <laughs> right up against it. Bang, 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 <laughs> as you would shoot the ducks and, like, right it right. wouldn't even phase the glass because it was, like, three inches thick. You never hurt in that glass. Never, yeah. So that, you had to that pull was, the knob on. Yeah, mm. you had to pull the knob on it so it was just magical man just to have our own little setup like that and for our parents it was a win-win i'm sure because like oh we'll never see them again for yeah. another year <laughs> you know get us out of their hair so it was just it was just it was a beautiful christmas well moment.
1: we we had a year like that we got our atari 2600 which yeah. was awesome for us Yep. i think we had three games there was uh it came with combat we also received space invaders oh And us three younger kids in the family, we got math. (laughs) There was like addition, (laughs) subtraction, and you had to use the joystick to like choose the number for the correct answer. Oh no, we got math, yeah, math, the game. No, but uh, seriously though, Space Invaders (laughs) combat that that was a fun Christmas.
2: Our first Atari. Nothing beats Nintendo for Christmas, too. (laughs) I'm I'm dating myself. Well, (laughs) no, I I knew of the Atari, but it was a little bit down the line, too. It was probably like 87,
0: 88 when we got the Nintendo. Lost our minds. So fun. It is great. Magical. And, you know, part of the fun, too, about uh, the holidays is not just when things go right, but when things go terribly wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember uh, back, and I think it was uh, Christmas 2010, when we had that huge, huge blizzard, that oh, huge yeah. ice storm, it was like a like foot of back to back blizzards it, over the span of about a week. That's what it was, and there was like ten inches of snow on the ground. And I remember we, uh, my family, was trying to make it down to my grandma's house all the way across town. So we packed as many relatives as we could, in an SUV, <laughs> you know, breaking through snow drifts and barely made it there. And it's just the, it's just the memories of times when. Uh, Things didn't quite go according to plan. It, it it carves out a nice, good memory for years to come.
2: That's like that's literally over the river and through the woods. To yeah. grandmother's house yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Pat? What about Christmas when things didn't go so well? Oh boy, um, hey, where do I start?
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Christmas was has always kind of been a chill day for us. I think. Um, uh, I can't think of a time when when christmas went really poorly probably uh i mean i I guess it's always leading up to the christmas day that has been the rough time for us because you're you're doing the shopping and you got places to go and like uh you've got parties to go to and places to be and it just builds a lot of stress right so you finally get to that day and it's just kind of this chill day when you you might have one or two places you have to go to but you just go there and you talk to people and kind of chill out. Um, So the day itself for me has always been, uh, I I have pretty fond memories of it.
2: We're looking forward to a better Christmas this year. We had a really rough season last year. Oh no. We, the entire family tossed around this bug that about put us in the grave. It was your gift to each other. It was the worst. Like (laughs) we, we have this family tradition where this sounds kind of like weird when I say it out loud, But we have a family tradition where we get the kids new sheets on Uh Christmas.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think in our family, uh, maybe it was socks. Everybody got socks or, uh, you know, it it was
2: pajamas, something like that. So the kids come home because we go to my in-laws on Christmas Eve. And then while they're gone, one of us will go home ahead of time and quick change their sheets with these new sheets that we got. Them. Uh, and they tend to be Christmas-themed right. sheets or ho- holiday-themed sheets. Mm-hmm. And so they come home, and it's like, woo!
0: Don't tell me someone barfed on their new sheets.
2: No, but I was so sick. I stayed behind. Cause I yeah. go to my in-laws, I'm like, go oh, without me. I can't do it. And so I save yourself! I'm save yourself. I burned the house down to kill the virus. <laughs> and so I'm literally laying on the couch just moaning. And Shireen calls and she goes, I know you're dying is there any way you can get those sheets on at all? And I'm like, if you can't, don't worry. And I'm like, I'm doing it, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was so sick. I was like just holding the sheets. And it's like, just like, like the, collapsing on the bed? Collapsing on the bed, <laughs> just using my own body weight to get me across the bed to put it on. Oh, no. It was like, I, I literally had, I lacked the strength to do it properly, but I got them on <laughs> and it took every ounce I had left. It was the worst. We're, we're, we're looking forward. I always love this season. I absolutely love it. But I'm looking forward to being a little healthier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were handing out Tylenol, Cold, and Fluid stocking stuffers that year. Huh? Dude,
2: yes. It was like dumped out the stocking and it was just a pile of pills. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> Merry Christmas. It was like breaking uh, bad in my stocking.
0: <laughs> but thinking back to when we were kids, there, there are some, you know, the, our show's Paranormal Dads. Yes. And there is some mysterious elements that go along with, with the holiday. And,. You know, thinking back to me, for me, I think it was when I was, a, when I was a child and I was, you know, young enough to get wrapped up in the, in the uh, magic of the holidays. But when I was finally old enough to the point that I could rationalize and wrap my head around the concept of a strange man in a red suit that literally was, was going to come through my fireplace and in my house, mm-hmm. you know, and it, for some reason it kind of creeped me out. Yeah, yeah. not to the point where I didn't want him to come. It's a mysterious proposition, and not to the point where I didn't want him to come. Because of course you want you want the big guy to come and put the presents under the tree. But I wondered what else was he doing in the house? Would he come up and peek in in my bedroom door at night, or was he going to, you know, was he going to take my favorite treat out of the pantry? Like, who's this guy? (laughs) What is he going to be doing here? Yeah,
1: we we actually uh, there was a year we went to midnight mass, so we we go to church at midnight christmas eve and uh we're sitting there in church and i distinctly remember uh in the middle of church a door slams open santa claus peeks into the church oh no ho 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 Ho, and goes running out so you know at at the at the time you know i'm thinking it's probably wasn't the real santa claus it was Uh probably somebody dressed up like him but uh, that was kind of a creepy, uh, creepy night because it's just like I, I was still pretty young at the time, and and it, it was startling, you know. <laughs> you know, one moment you're you're there reading about baby Jesus,
0: the next moment you got Santa Claus <laughs> Boom. coming in. You got Gus, the school janitor, <laughs> having one too many <laughs> special eggnogs coming in. Ho ho ho! And that's probably what
1: it was—that special yeah.
2: eggnog that uh, set. Set the events in motion, but oh, for, man. for me, there was a certain air of like, and it was creepy is a strong word, but it was maybe this this really strong sense of like otherworldliness right because the entire story of Christmas, uh, at least for you know, full disclosure, I was raised Mormon. And so uh they they really focused a lot on I mean they, they, they do discuss Santa and Santa comes to your house and gives you presents, but they talk a lot about the the uh the birth story of Jesus. Right. And so the idea was like this thing was prophesized through eons, that there was going to be a manifestation of God's love on earth. Mm. And that there were these wise guys. (laughs) Wise Wise guy, eh? Hey, Hey. we hear you born. (laughs) (laughs) We got you some gold. And some myrrh. What's (laughs) myrrh, by the way? (laughs) frankincense. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And this stuff here, it's (laughs) myrrh. Murray. (laughs) But, but... It was this idea that there were these highly educated people who were anticipating something. And not only that, there was this like sign in the sky. We talk about paranormal and ancient alien. I mean, this is kind of cool, you know, like ties to this kind of stuff a little bit. And so as a kid digesting those things like this, this event was, was, was prophesized. And there's people looking forward to it and they just showed up and, you know, choirs of angels—all this stuff was just such a big concept to me as a kid. And whether that was a literal or a figurative story, or or whatever, there's elements pulled out of it that was like legitimately happened, and it gets kind of the d- telephone game, whatever. It was a mystery, still
0: kind of paranormal, exactly. Yeah. And it just
2: kind of created this air of just this like this like crackly kind of electricity for me around Christmas.
0: Yeah. You know, and I've read in in uh, recent years, uh, you know, from more of a scientific slant that according to <laughs> what they think the star, you know, the Christmas star that they were seeing on that night, they calculate Jesus was born in June. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, you know, sometime in mid It was not Christmas. It was not Christmas. It was not cold out it, that the stars were not in that position during exactly. December. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, it is. It's mysterious. It's mystical. It's magical. It's kind of otherworldly. And uh, and so in the anticipation leading up to it, too, is like second to none oh, as, as a child.
2: As an adult, even now. Like, even if it's connected through the kids, or even if it's just for you, there's this thing in you that gets excited
0: this time of year. An element of unknown, you know, like, uh, am I going to get trampled on Black Friday or not? You know, it's (laughs) unknown. It's mysterious. (laughs) Will I look the same (laughs) in three hours from now? Right.
1: I love it. Well, one thing that really stands out for Christmas, uh, Christmas past, present, and future, really, is Charles Dickens... I mean, that's a ghost story.
2: Oh, we get into the a Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. It, it, it is a ghost story. You yeah. get into you get into you, know, you. Segue my mindset from that you know story into Charles Dickens and the telling. This is hands down my favorite Christmas story. Like,
0: bar none. But there's elements of it that are creepy, scary. I mean, it's going oh, yeah. on at the playhouses, right? It's going on at the community playhouse and whatnot. And I was telling my wife, I was like, man, maybe we should bring Sky to it. Our daughter's three and a half, and I was like, I don't know if she's ready yet, because there's elements, you know, when the ghost, uh, Christmas uh, ghosts of past, present, and future mm-hmm. come, it's kind of eerie. Yeah, it. it especially especially I think it would future. I think oh. it would scare her. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary because I mean, you got the graves and the you know the graves that are dug. And, oh yeah, you know.
2: I remember being as a, even as a little kid uh, watching uh, tellings of it on TV, or even like hearing it read. Even the fact that this little kid, Tiny Tim, was sick and dying. I know he was dying. I was there like, oh my gosh, he's gonna die. You know. Even the
0: Mickey Mouse version. That yeah. still had yeah. Yeah.
2: elements. Um, my favorite iteration. This is a slight segue of that. Of like, that's not like a straight telling of it. My favorite is uh, Patrick Stewart does a telling of it where he does like he does all the characters. Which is crazy, even but Tiny Tim. He does them all. Really, it's nuts. <laughs> and then, uh, but the Muppet Christmas Carol
0: is oh, my is, yeah. is, is my favorite. <laughs> um, and then you had what the in the nineties they had the Scrooged with uh, uh, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Bill yeah. Murray. That was kind of a raunchier version of it.
2: Yeah, uh, kind of a late eighties, early nineties version. And then they had the Jim Carrey version, uh, which was the coming back to creepy again.
0: Yeah, that was came out what 20, 2012, maybe somewhere around there, something like that. I
2: don't know. That. I saw that
0: one. DreamWorks
2: did it. It's an animated, hyper, uh, hyper realistic looking. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a good. I think it's a good one again. So it's a timeless story. I actually a fun fact. I did a little bit of a like a um, a uh, essay study on A Christmas Carol. One time, I was just fascinated with Dickens and the writing of this story. It's actually a short story, it's not even, it's like a small book, it's very uh, thin. But uh, the allegory of the ghosts in it is just so strong and that's why I think it still resonates with people. Not even the three, but even Marley being visiting Scrooge and warning him right out of the gate, like, hey man, this is me, look what I've done to myself. You're doing this to yourself right now and to drive this point home, we're gonna have three other spirits come and just and even then, in the face of that, he's like, Ah, like does, yeah. he's just, he's, uh, That was right? pretty good. That was a good screen. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I, I would be done. Like you if dead Andy came to me in my <laughs> night and was like, Eddie, you gotta change. Guess what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> you know, I'm changing. But uh, yeah, the idea that this it, it is a ghost story, and it's a ghost story centered around this time of year, which once again adds another layer of that
0: mystery. To to the season. That's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching. This was a few years ago, and for the life of me, I couldn't tell you, you know, like who produced this, but it was a very it was an older black and white version of yeah. this. And I remember on Christmas Eve, on the night of Christmas Eve, I watched it, and I was just taken away of how like how creepy it was. Like it almost gave me the willies to go to bed. You know, you got the chain, the ghost with the chains, yeah. And, yeah. and he gets taken out of his window and flying, you know, flown over the city. It's just yeah. kind of eerie.
2: I'll tell you, the ghost that scared me the most, even to this day, is not so much the ghost of the uh, time of yet to come, is the uh, the ghost of Christmas past.
0: Yeah, That always scared he, me worse. Now, he
1: comes across, I believe in the Muppets one, as kind of this jovial character. That's
2: me? of present. He's, that's this, he's this laughing guy right, with right, a cornucopia, right. a big bearded guy, exa- very Santa-like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the ghost of Christmas Present, which okay. kind of makes sense because he's about enjoying the now. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't get so lost into thinking about the past or tomorrow. Enjoy this moment. Uh, the past is this ghostly-faced child. Remember. This little girl that's like, take my hand to the past. And it's kind of like, I don't know. Ghost kids are the creepiest. It's a ghost kid. It's a ghost kid. And uh, to ruin the magic of this, they showed how they did it. And they filmed all of the scenes of this puppet underwater. So her little veil was just like floating constantly. Very creepy looking. But, uh, but just terrifying. But her, yes, but even in the other stories, just the, the notion of having to go back and relive things that you'd rather not have to see again is pretty terrifying in and of itself. Like, man, I don't want to see that. <laughs> that Christmas sucked. <laughs> I didn't get Castle Grayskull that time. <laughs> don't make me live that again, ghost. But uh, that's another layer for me. For me, one of the things that also adds another layer, this is a little darker, a little darker layer to the Christmas story. It's something that came across my radar only a couple years ago, which doesn't surprise me by the way. Eastern Europeans are such a hard people. Like they just they just like, you know, and this 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 character comes across called Krampus. And it's not a new thing. Not new. It's It seems new for it's us. It's an old legend. Super old. So here's the funny story behind this, at least for me. I remember years ago coming across a box that my dad had of his old Christmas stuff. And some of it was old Christmas cards. And one of the cards legit had a picture of the devil on it. And I was like, why is why is the devil talking to Santa, Dad? <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, that was a card that my grandma gave me. And my dad's side of the family hailed from Germany. And it was like, oh, my grandma gave us that card. It's like to have a thing. And he kind of glossed over it. He was like, yeah, that's kind of a thing in certain cultures where, like, Santa... Has like a guy who like punishes the bad kids or whatever, and I didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That's weird. Europeans are funny. <laughs> no offense, to any Europeans. And and so then a couple of years ago, they get into that. The they comes kind of more on the American radar. Like, hey, there's this belief or not belief culturally character in certain European communities or countries where Santa is the guy that comes out and gives you presents if you're good. But unlike America, where you get coal if you're bad, uh, if you live in these communities, uh, there's somebody else that visits you, and his name is Krampus. And he punishes you. The Punisher. (laughs) Yeah. Hits you with sticks.
0: (laughs) And he's kind of like a... Almost like a... uh, Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland kind of like it's just like a hodgepodge of it's different a weird yeah it's like a hunchbacked kind of does he have wings he has fangs he has some teeth? he has
2: wings he's uh, he could one of the persistent things is he has horns right and he has this weird like serpentine like tongue right that comes out um he's a creepy looking dude like pan like a weird like reference to like a goat looking creature yeah Very demonic looking. So basically, like
0: me when I wake up at six a.m. Pretty much Andy in the morning.
2: Just add that. Yeah, except except with the newsboy hat on.
0: So the basic premise then is that he like takes the kids who are bad, puts them in a sack, or I
2: think I think the the version is that he will take them away. But I believe the notion is that it's not like a permanent condition. Like they come back from wherever he took them. It's like for the year you. Are taken to the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes. And then next year, Rudolph will
1: pick
0: you up and take you home.
2: I think where he takes you is not very enjoyable, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like the purgatory of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas purgatory. Or <But, laughs> where you don't get your favorite toy for Christmas, you, and you have to relive that moment again and again.
2: Krampus is a very interesting character. And there's, like I said, in these communities and cultures that that that, that practice this, uh, that kind of pay homage to this character, there's people who will dress up. In their best Krampus costume, and go through the town in their in their Krampus gear, kind of like you know embodying that, that creature for this Krampus festival. So it's worth looking those up on YouTube because they're they're pretty terrifying <laughs>
1: looking. Well, in this day and age, you think about uh, oh, what do they call it? At, at all the comic cons, what do they call it when the people dress up? Cosplay. Cosplay. In this age of cosplay, you would I could totally see people getting into Krampus oh. and dressing up.
0: Like like a Krampus, take
2: they take it to the next level. And they
0: came out with a movie just a couple of years ago, right? They did. It was, was it, wasn't it called Krampus? It's called Krampus. Pretty straightforward. And
2: it is and Andy and I've seen it. Pat has yet to see it. I. That's my homework.
1: Yeah. Before December twenty fifth, I have to see Krampus. Yeah. So Christmas with the Krampuses. Christmas with the Krampuses. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there was a Christmas with with the with the. Was it called Krampuses? With the cramps? Oh Christmas, oh, Christmas with Christmas the cranks. Yeah. Okay, I'm um, making yeah. my movies. Yeah, yeah, that's a different one. This is different. No surprise there. So, Shireen and I kind of had this philosophical debate about this. Because she's like, Christmas to me in this time of year, whether it is Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, uh, isn't there another one, Saturnalia? Isn't there um, holiday? This time of year is about joy. There's right. underlying themes in all of these holidays. It's about being with family and friends and celebrating time together. And about focusing on hope and all these things. This movie is not necessarily structured <laughs> around those things, but it is at the same time. Yeah. Where, and this is not giving anything away about, uh, about the story, the idea behind it is that Krampus only comes when you fail to honor what the, what the
0: Yuletide season is about. So if you lose faith in the Christmas spirit, then he comes. Seems to me one of you is lacking the
2: holiday spirit oh yeah
0: yeah (laughs) that's very much like a
1: christmas carol you know it's a very dark movie it is but at the end it's ultimate joy you know everybody gets along and it's happy and tiny tiny tim is okay
0: (laughs) but so the the movie itself is pretty good i mean eddie recommended it and like no offense against you i didn't i wasn't sold on the fact that you said it was a good movie but one night my wife and i were sitting around bored and we Found, I think we found it on Netflix, where we rented it or something, and I watched it. It was pretty good. What I mean, what was it about
2: you that jumped it, out? I, I
0: think for me, it was it was almost like a, a throwback. It was very, uh, in a way, similar to the old Gremlins movie from the '80s. You know, if you remember the original Gremlins, it takes place on Christmas near Christmas Eve. time. Yeah, but it was kind of uh, it was it was creepy, but it wasn't too scary. I don't like things. That are overly scary, which is interesting, because here we are on paranormal dads. (laughs) But I don't like things that like constantly jump out at you. And it wasn't that kind of a scary movie. It was more just eerie. Yeah, like you know the family's hunkered down. You know it's out there somewhere. Where is it? Is it coming to get us right now? Or, and it was just it was just kind of cool. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't overly cheesy, but it was it was was light enough that Mm -hmm. I could watch it and enjoy it. And then at the end. There is a little bit of a twist to it, which I won't spoil, but it was like, wow, mind-blown. And, you know, it's not going to win any awards, you know, with critics, but it was a decent movie, and it's worth a watch if you enjoy being scared a little bit and you still like the magic of Christmas. I'd say give it a whirl.
2: What I liked about it was ultimately that it did, like you said, Pat, touch on that same, like, nerve that A Christmas Carol does, where it's kind of like they're... There's a, there's a thing that you're supposed to learn about yourself in this season and then take that and either grow it or share it. And if you failed, if you don't do that, there's a force out there that's going to help kind of auto correct you. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. You know, so yeah, we recommend it. Um, it is PG 13. So bear in mind when you have little kids, you probably should not have a little kid around (laughs) my opinion, our opinion. (laughs) Um, also, um, Pat has a story to talk to us about with a certain part of uh, this country. Well, we, we, we were just Christmas talking ghosts. about,
1: you know, okay, let's do a Christmas special. So, so so I started thinking what, you know, paranormal and Christmas, what can I get out of that? And, and I'm thinking, well, obviously there's a lot of ghost stories around uh, Christmas time. And one of the place one I I did a search for Christmas in the paranormal and and one of the results that came up is actually a hotel which happens to be the most haunted hotel in the United States and it's a place I've been to it's a place in uh, Eureka Springs Arkansas and I've been there a number of times Uh, uh, first my wife and I went down there just as a little weekend getaway we went to like a bed and breakfast uh, and stayed down there and um, and then later, uh, once we had kids, we went down there because my wife had some family down there. And so we went down and visited and hung out down there uh, uh, several times. And so this this little town, um, uh, it's, it's pretty small. But it, if, if you're familiar with, a, um, if you're from Omaha, Nebraska, uh, there's a place we have here called the Old Market. And it's basically a little... A district with shops and little restaurants and uh, very old buildings. And this place is kind of like the old market on steroids. I mean, it's uh, very, uh, all the buildings are very Victorian, um, little quaint little shops. And they even have, you know, uh, the buggies, horse-drawn buggies going around. And it's all built basically into the side of this mountain in the Ozarks. Um, so it's a very cool place to visit if you ever get the chance to go see. I, I highly recommend you trying to get down there in the fall because the, the colors there are just amazing. Um, but so getting back to the hotel, there's a hotel called the Crescent Hotel down there. And it's been visited by a number of the, like the paranormal TV shows have, have done shows on this place. And the history of it goes, it, it, it kind of was different things it was a school dormitory for a while i think it was a hotel uh it was a hospital uh and then one uh like 1937 or sometime around there this guy kind of took it over and it was it was kind of built as under the guise of like this this hospital um but it this guy was basically like a fraud the guy who was running the place and he conducts experiments on people like cancer patients and he'd like give them uh injections of different stuff um that really didn't do anything for him this guy was pretty twisted okay oh my. um and and he actually um uh, ended up killing some of these people just by doing these experiments on them um and uh, over time people got wise to this guy and basically the funny thing is he came from iowa where he was basically run out of town in Iowa. He went down to Arkansas. So they should
0: have seen him coming.
1: Yeah. He took this place over, did his madness, and then he ended up going to jail. It really wasn't for a long time. From I think I read it was like four years or something like that. So he did do some time, but uh, pretty crazy story. Uh, the guy's name was Dr. Norman Baker. Um, but uh, so, so now in this hotel, it's... Uh, there are a number of spirits that are known to appear, especially around this time of the year. I know one of them in particular. Her name was Lula Tunis, or Tunis, um, and she uh, was she died right around Christmas time. And so, you know, I was I was kind of um, that I, I was kind of drawn to this area because they they decorate the town you know they do it up right for Christmas they have all kinds of celebrations and they have a big parade and but uh, it's just kind of cool if you could ever go down to some of that um, go down there for those events you got to check out these hotels there's also um, they do ghost tours there you can uh, see some of them actually on YouTube I think some people have recorded their ghost tours and have put them on YouTube and uh, the Crescent Hotel is not the only hotel down there that is known to be haunted there's another one uh, it's if I can find the name of it um, uh, I, I've, I've, I've lost the name of it but there there there's a second hotel down there I guess I was just kind of gravitating towards Eureka Springs because I've been down there in a holiday season. I was down there around Halloween one time. Uh, and then thinking of Christmas, um, I know they decorate the place really cool. And it'd just be a cool place to go down there sometime uh, for a visit. Uh, and Maybe this, you see some of these Christmas ghosts.
0: And they seem to be um, a lot more active during the holidays. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, yeah. Uh, especially this one in particular, because she died right around Christmas time. But, uh People have come, reported uh, coming face to face with these things in the hallways. Wow. And there's certain rooms that are more haunted than others. I think one of them, I want to say it was like room number 419 or something like that. That's one that a lot of people request. They try to stay in this room because that's where a lot of the paranormal activity takes place. (laughs) Some people have checked into that room and have left the same night because they were so freaked out about being (laughs) in that room.
0: You check in, but you don't check out. (laughs)
1: Merry Christmas. So, uh, and, and another thing about this town is I believe they also made some episodes of finding Bigfoot right around this town. There was actually a Bigfoot reporting report made. uh, I've got some of the details about that in here as well. I think, um, but uh, th- basically, there was a group of people. Uh, they were actors and they do plays. And so they, they took their play on the road one night and went up to Springfield, Missouri, did their play. They're on their way home. And as they're coming in on the highway towards Eureka Springs, uh, they drive by and find what appears to be some kind of a creature kind of bent over something on the highway. And as they get closer, the headlights shine on the creature. He stands up and kind of shields his face with uh, the backs of his backs of his hands, so they could actually see the palm of his hands. And they said this thing was like seven to eight feet tall, uh, covered in hair. They they could tell it was definitely naked. It wasn't a person. There was um, it was it was a full body hair yes. um, jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, and they they reported it. It's actually. Uh, in the if you uh, go into the Bigfoot Research Organization's files, uh, it is a sighting in Eureka Springs. Oh, wow. uh, you know they believe it was a Bigfoot sighting down there. So um, Eureka Springs, very paranormal place, uh, very cool place. Like I said, if you're ever down, it's uh, north northeast Arkansas, I believe, uh, just over the border of Missouri and Arkansas. So it's not a bad drive down there. Uh, beautiful place though
0: what if the Bigfoots down there have kind of, you know, caught the Christmas bug and what if they kind of get into it? Yeah. What would you do if you saw a Bigfoot, if there was a Bigfoot sighting and Bigfoot's wearing like a little Santa hat, Santa hat, exactly. (laughs) Ill ill fitting. Sharing some jingle bells. Or he's like, he's like, uh, you know, snapping the reins and he's doing the horse drawn carriage right, right down main street in the center of town. (laughs) With a,
2: with a, with a carriage made of different woodland animals, like like beaver and coyotes. Um, As we're talking about like, and other paranormal things during the holidays. Uh, Before we move on to our other uh, discussion thing, do you guys have any paranormal experiences or anything around that center around the holiday time?
0: Not other than Santa Claus showing up at church one
1: night. There you go. Uh, That was probably (laughs) the
2: closest thing I've got.
0: Well, I had one thing in my youth uh, over several occurrences kind of scared the devil out of me. So Krampus out of you. It scared the Krampus <laughs> out of me. Holy Krampus! Holy Krampus! <laughs> it uh, you know, just like Pat, I was I was kind of raised Catholic, and there's a and and I guess it varies a little bit from family to family or parish to parish, but there is on uh, they call it Saint Nicholas Day or Saint Nick's Day, which I think mm-hmm. is December 6th. December 6th, yeah. And in my family, the tradition was that Santa would make an unannounced uh, arrival and would surprise you with kind of a bag full of peanuts and candy and just kind of goods. And so it never failed I would always forget that it was December 6th and we'd be sitting there watching Doogie Hauser on the evening, (laughs) you know, on the evening television and our, our back door would fly open and slam against the cupboards. And then we'd hear a big crash and then like a little scattered of little something or rather on the kitchen floor. And my heart would leap through my chest, you know, think it was a burglar or something. And we'd, we'd run into the kitchen and we'd find a sack full of candy just like thrown uh, (laughs) onto the kitchen floor, candy flying out everywhere, just all over the place, man. He's in a rush. He's in a rush, he has a lot of houses to hit. So, but it was, uh, that's kind of Santa's like a prelude to Christmas morning. But the scariest part was always how unexpected it was. You know, you hear the crash, and then it took me a couple seconds to think, oh, it's St. Nick's Day. That's a bag full of candy. Yeah. And then, of course, our faces would be pressed up against the window trying Looking. to get a glimpse of the big man himself, right. you know, running from house to house throwing candy to all the good girls and boys. But you know, that was scary.
1: Not yes. paranormal,
0: but kind of scary nonetheless because it caught you off guard. It's funny because we
1: celebrated the same, I mean, it's basically the same event, but uh, we would do it where we, we would know it's coming, right? mom would always point out that oh saint nicholas is coming tonight so we would put out our shoes that would be the thing you put your shoes out in front of the front door and um saint nicholas would come he'd put candy or you know maybe a small toy or something in your shoes or foot fungus cream yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in your shoe
0: uh, kid, i hate to tell you this <laughs> oh, I you're got a some growing boy ears. there's some odor going on here <laughs>
1: So, so we'd come up the next morning, and we'd be eating candy before we have to go to school. So, uh, so you know, we kind of celebrated it a little differently. I think that would terrify me, though. <laughs> if, I mean, I'm sitting there watching TV, then all of a sudden you just hear this
0: bang. Oh, I thought a window was shattered. Because, I mean, you hear a bang, and then you hear, like, little kind of clattering. on the And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, someone just threw a brick through our window. <laughs> oh, never mind it's Santa. Thanks, Santa. <laughs> thanks for the juicy uh, fruit and jelly beans. <laughs> thanks for that. The heart
2: attack on top of it um i have one experience and i it's completely unexplained and it's uh it sounds a little weird uh and you guys might think i'm insane so there we go hey we got an (laughs) open-minded
0: uh listening audience here so go for it buddy it
2: was around the holiday time this has never happened again this has happened one time in my life and it's never happened again i've talked about it a couple times um i was about 12 years old 12 13 it was like 1989 something around late, late late eighties, early nineties. And I woke up, this is around the holiday times. Uh, it wasn't exactly around like at Christmas, but we're talking like December 22nd, something like that. We're in that mm-hmm. window. And I wake up to the sound of a radio playing and I, I hear the music. It's clearly the radio. Cause there was like a co- commercial and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's weird. And so like, why is there a radio playing? And so I get up and I start walking around the house trying to find the source of this radio playing, and the music is playing. And at one point, did the, you look out and see John Cusack standing outside? It your sounds window. like I was <laughs> telling me he loves me still with, the, with his boombox. Sorry, um, no, I, as much as I hoped. Um, so I'm walking around the house looking for the sound of this of this radio playing, and at that point, like even like I hear a DJ talk a little bit, and the song changes and all that stuff. And as I'm walking around the house, an eerie realization creeps into my brain. The volume of the radio isn't changing, no matter where I walk around in the house. It's not getting louder. It's not getting quieter. It's staying exactly the same sound. So then I stop looking, and I realized almost to my horror, and not horror, but like I have no reason. It's inside my own head. Oh, boy. I'm hearing...
0: Did you have fillings? Yeah, exactly. I kind gonna of say the same thing. I did, did you have braces? It's no braces. I
2: had fillings. I don't.
0: I don't think it's an old wives' tale. I think literally sometimes you can pick up radio waves you in your mouth if you have yeah. fillings.
2: Yeah, you're kidding me. Lori Partridge had
1: braces one time, and on the they, Partridge on family. The Partridge <laughs> family. <laughs> so and funny. they were like trying to record, and she couldn't play the song right. And they realized it was because her braces were picking up a, a radio station. So it was like throwing <laughs> but off is, But her... this is a TV show, though. Is <laughs> I this... know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. That's but, crazy. But yeah, that's...
2: Well, maybe. Well,
0: maybe, ha- maybe it's a thing. Maybe that's a thing for Mythbusters to, maybe. to figure... Is this real or is this an urban myth?
2: But so did you figure it, figure it out? Or? Well, here's the crazy part. As I realized that it was inside my own head, I, I, I remember, uh, like audibly but it wasn't really audibly the music faded away it was like just kind of tapered off and i literally it was one of those things where you're like huh i guess i'll go back to bed now <laughs> and i went so back this to bed. like the middle of night you're walking around the house it woke me up the fam families they're all asleep. asleep they're asleep yeah christmas trees up that's weird. i'm walking around looking for the source of this sound only to realize that it's in my own head and then i'm like whoa that's weird and then, as I realized that was weird, the sound kind of slowly tapered off, and I just crawled back into bed and went to bed.
0: It was Krampus trying to lure you out of your bedroom, that's what it yeah. Was. And then, it was then he discovered, the oh, street. there's a little bit of Christmas spirit left in this guy. I think I'll leave him alone. He's he's not ready for the wicker basket and the lashings. <laughs> yet. and then the ghost train
1: of the parent, uh, the Paranormal Express, the Polar Express <laughs> polar <laughs> comes <laughs> racing up the street. But that, that's another. Pretty cool ghost story it is. Uh, oh, but that hobo related to Christmas, yeah, Ooh, the yeah. hobo ghost. But the train itself is really it's a cool. Kind of a
2: ghost. It's a good you movie. Know. It's a good yeah. movie. Those elves gotta go. Talk yeah. about oh, where they're creepy. Trust me. Trust and me. And they're all like like the Jersey. On. <laughs> they're all as great. <laughs> they're all like these East Side Jersey elves. Yeah. They're like. Is <laughs> the big guy himself? They all sound crooked. Every one of them. Trust me. I don't trust you. I don't. (laughs) Right now, when
0: you so. say trust me, right there, you don't you stop trusting. Yeah. If I yeah. came
2: up to you, Andy, and I just like held my hands out and just said, Trust me, you'd be like, I, You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> you undid years of friendship right there.
0: But hey, if you have any feedback, like if you can like debunk this or prove this, or if you have some uh scientific case study regarding fillings picking up radio <laughs> stations, uh, please shoot us uh, an email paranormaldads at gmail.com. Please do. It's it, that'd be eerie though
2: i it's one of those things i gave up on i oh. like i'm like i have it's never happened again it's happened one time i was old enough to remember it yeah. I mean, i'm pre-teen or te- early teens mm-hmm. and uh as clear as day i remember waking up and walking around the house trying to figure this out and it wasn't a sleep thing because i remember no. having trouble going back to sleep laying back down like tossing and turning quite a bit so
0: you know i have heard of a, a strange phenomenon from a few different people and it's it's usually people who live out in the country and that they don't have any neighbors like within a half mile, but they'll like they'll hear faint, old fashioned music, almost like uh, you know like, uh, music box type music playing from some unknown source. And same thing, they go all over their house trying to find the source. They can't find it. They go outside. They they can't hear it. And then suddenly it just goes away as if it's not coming from anywhere. You know, it's coming from the ether, yeah. and it's very strange. Very very strange. This was like- yours was like a. Like an FM morning radio show with obnoxious DJs. It was like it was like it was
2: like contemporary music. It was not like you know creepy like ballerina music box stuff. Right. That would almost make more sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's but, it's Sunday, 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 Sunday. Exactly. Come on That's down. It was like well, Rusty Miller's Ford. I don't know. I, don't, I can't buy a car yet. Um, but hey. I think, uh, Pat, we have some uh, some Paranormal Dads, uh, some, we have some present ideas, don't we?
0: We All do, right. in fact. And now it's time for the Paranormal Dads Holiday Gift Guide. All right, so this segment we're going to give you some options to add to your uh, holiday wish list to go ahead and write out and stick on the old refrigerator. Your paranormal some,
2: enthusiast. Some
1: last-minute gifts for the paranormal enthusiast in your life. <laughs> there we go.
0: So uh, put a bug, write your letters to the North Pole. And uh, Pat, you're kind of the, the expert on this. So what do we have cooking out there? Things that are loosely related to the paranormal.
1: So, um, well, you think about ghost hunting, you think about all the gadgets that go along with it anymore. It's, sure. not, it's not just uh, you get Scooby-Doo and you go out with some treats and try to find the ghost. Um, there there are things like uh, one of the, the mainstays that every ghost hunter should have in their kit is an emf detector which is an electromagnetic field detector Uh, the prevailing thought is ghosts disturb electromagnetic fields so they can be easily detected with an emf meter you can actually uh, see when ghosts are around the energy around you changes Mm -hmm. and this kind of reflects that Uh, you can even buy versions some of the cheaper versions uh, that work on your iphone or 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 your phone, uh, but some of these I I don't know the prices on them, but they're probably what a couple hundred dollars maybe. I think like anything
0: else, it varies. There's you, a range you, there. I think you can get top of the line, or you can get bottom of the barrel, and generally speaking, it all they all kind of do it do their functions and yeah. Yeah.
1: So, how about a digital temperature? Thermometer gun. Ooh,
0: <laughs> makes me think of turkey, like one of those turkey popper things that pops out when it's at a, the right done. temperature. The ghost is done. The ghost <laughs> is done,
1: man. But another generally accepted ghost fact is that wherever they go, the temperature drops. And mm-hmm. this digital thermometer is perfect for detecting those unexpected cold spots. You basically want to use these indoors because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outdoors you got the wind and things yeah, that are yeah. going to change the temperature quite quite a bit. Um, but, uh, you walk around, if you feel cold, you can get some kind of a, um, uh, definite confirmation that the temperature has in fact dropped.
0: Well, if the temperature drops when ghosts are nearby, my wife must be the most haunted person in the whole world because she's always freezing. <laughs> Just her feet. I, every time I go to the thermostat, is cranked back up to 71, 72. I'm more of a 66 kind of guy at yeah. home during the winter, but man, snuggies and blankets and quilts and Afghans, like she needs it all. <laughs> you
2: know, and when you have
0: a deceased
2: a, f- a formerly al- or a deceased business partner coming to visit you, to warn <laughs> you you're gonna have three visitors in the night, point your uh, your uh, <laughs> thermostat gun <laughs> thermo gun thermo gun and see if there's any cold spots around him. So uh,
1: so how about you guys got any ideas of what what would you want as a paranormal enthusiast? What would you want for Christmas?
0: Well, like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, a Ouija board i yeah. mean if yeah. so you're idea. gonna get a paranormal game that's as close as you can get those things are made by like milton brothers or milton uh milton bradley milton bradley, milton bradley parker brothers you know hasbro or hasbro whoever it is. yeah it's got they the
1: have, license for it now
2: they have versions too called i was correct i wanted to uh i wanted to add a small correction to one of our previous episodes uh the person who i referred to using the ouija board she was cool with me she wanted me to put her name out there it's my wife Shereen. she wanted to be like, you give me credit for that. I, I worked hard. But uh, there's versions of Ouija boards out there called spirit boards as yeah. well that have a lot of, like, positive imagery on them, like like angels and trees and all these things. So they're, they're a little less – they don't look like the exact movie. So sometimes with just visual things being what they are, if you see, like – pretty trees and And rainbows and rainbows (laughs) rainbows and unicorns (laughs) you'll pull in positive spirits it'll more create a little positive vibe for you so there you go (laughs) well
0: another paranormal gizmo or gadget you might want to add to your holiday wish list is just a simple uh audio microphone audio recorder audio recorder now smartphones nowadays are usually equipped you can usually download an app right to your smartphone and the quality is you know top notch but you know uh, other instruments I, I have one at home actually that i've used for ghost hunting in the past it's just uh, you know you get it for 20 or 30 bucks at at your local store and it, it just records that uh, really good at recording evps otherwise known as electronic voice phenomena and the general principle is you can record uh what seems like complete silence and then when you play it back on your recorder sometimes you'll catch a spirit voice that's answering a question or making a moan or a groan or You know saying pass the eggnog or whatnot so it's kind of interesting and uh honestly uh, you know if you're a ghost hunter that's kind of a a must-have tool in your tool belt
1: and to kind of piggyback on that one uh, a parabolic microphone would also be cool to have Uh, people have been using them for ghost hunting as well it's more of a directional type microphone you see them on the sidelines at football games you see those guys holding those big dishes that's what that is is a parabolic mic and what it allows you to do is you can kind of direct where the sound uh is coming from so say you think it's coming from your right you can move it over and point it to the right and uh it just almost like it's like an amplifier for for the sound uh for you to pick up on your
2: microphone you can also use that for bigfoot hunting as well. you can
0: those things are powerful man you could probably hear a cricket fart from 100 yards away (laughs)
2: yeah they're pretty simple i mean they're (laughs) a giant dish That just collects more sound waves, right? Right. And just pulls them into the microphone in the middle.
1: And speaking of Bigfoot hunting, something all three of us could have used last year when we went on our um, expedition was a flashlight with a red lens filter. We weren't allowed to use our normal flashlights because Mm -hmm. they gave off too much light and uh <laughs> we're the city we slickers though we didn't know we... we were chastised for for not having a red lens we on our some ugly looks yeah. so oh, these so. rookies from nebraska they <laughs> brought regular <laughs> flashlights yeah so that's definitely something on my list i'd love to get a flashlight with a red lens on it so uh or, or nowadays with led you don't even need the lens you right. just change push a color. button and, and the color will change for you
2: any uh, fan of the paranormal, or for that for that matter, uh, paranormal dads, if uh, if you're in your right mind at all, you're going to ask for glow sticks for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas glow sticks. <laughs> Techno Christmas.
1: <laughs> um, yes. One cool thing I found: there is actually an ugly paranormal Christmas sweater. <gasps>
0: no way. But
1: but what it is? It's it's more or less a T-shirt, right? Yeah. With with a ugly sweater design on it right so with these ugly sweaters you've got lines of different you know shapes or you know whatever uh, you know snowflakes or whatever it is well with this paranormal one the first line is like it it shows alien heads right (laughs) and then in the middle there's a ufo abducting a cow You know it's just like hovering over and zooming him up to the to to the spaceship so the next line down you see a bunch of trees and there's a big bigfoot standing in the middle of that and the line below that that you see little mountains and there's a yeti right in there (laughs) and below that of course there's a bunch of waves and nessie the loch ness monster sitting in there but you can buy this design on they had tank tops they had t-shirts sweatshirts coffee mugs, iPhone cases, all kinds of stuff they put this thing on, but just Google paranormal Christmas sweater. And, uh, it, it's actually a very cool
2: design.
0: I'm, oh, I'm going to rock that so hard. That's going to
2: go on the list. You know,
0: I, I need to sweet talk my wife into letting me have, cause see, here's the thing. She, she has all the taste and all the tact in our house, you know, in terms of decorating. Cause I told her it, 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 if it weren't for her, I would be living in the t- tackiest house you had ever seen, you know, neon signs and gaudy things and probably one of those six foot armored knights standing in the corner of my kitchen. I just like tacky things.
2: So you'd have an awesome house. I'd so. have an awesome house, basically.
0: Um, but what I want is like a little miniature Christmas tree that's paranormal themed with Ooh, ornaments. That would be cool. So maybe you have like, uh, you know, you have like uh, lights that are like little glowing green alien UFO heads. Yeah. And then you'll have like a flying saucer ornament and a Bigfoot ornament and a Loch Ness and a Chupacabra and maybe a maybe a Area fifty one camo dude uh, ornament. And I just want a tree that's paranormal themed. That would be and maybe cool. black. You know, one that's spray you can have trees that are spray painted different colors. I want the tree to be black.
2: Nice Yes. <laughs> black with like what color lights though?
0: Maybe like green. I ah. don't know, like green alien head, or maybe like <laughs> green an orange. And purple. Orange and purple would be good.
1: Then under the tree you could have your Christmas village with your uh bigfoot uh (laughs) bigfoot figurine there's a company called department 56 actually makes a little bigfoot you can stick in your your christmas village i have it yes i do so so you've got your little uh christmas tree farm and here's bigfoot sneaking through your christmas tree
0: farm awesome so
1: uh yeah check that out department 56 has got that for
2: sale
0: um, oh, and Eddie uh, Eddie just broke out our, our personal mascot here. He's our little Bigfoot figurine who we've uh, lovingly nicknamed Ron.
2: Yes, he has their Bigfoot action figures. This one actually, which is kind of our, our mascot, was made by a Creature Replica, which is uh, they're also fans of us on Facebook as well. And uh, these guys uh, do remarkable um, likenesses for Bigfoot and uh, also some other creatures as well. And uh, I recommend them quite a bit. I'm playing with him now. The mic. He's, like, he's, he's, he's looking at the microphone.
0: It's not a toy. It's an action it's figure. not a toy. It's an action figure. If you got a lot
1: of money, you could spring for a FLIR infrared camera, which allows you to go out and uh, um, it's basically infrared. You could look for Bigfoot and maybe even look for ghosts. Yeah. Unknown uh, creatures,
0: cryptids, uh, Tasmanian tigers what have you
1: um a night vision camcorder would be cool uh that way uh you can see in the dark um what about videos you 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 can buy probably buy seasons of finding bigfoot or ancient aliens uh of course six million dollar man like we talked about last week x-files x-files
0: um one show I would highly recommend if I, I assume they make this on DVD, probably on Amazon or whatnot, but uh, destination truth yes. with uh, Josh, Josh Gates. Gates. I yeah. mean the whole show, I mean, that's like my dream job there. He goes around the world searching for the monsters, myths and mysteries of the world. And uh, that's really cool. Really great show to look up destination truth. And there's also a newer one called expedition unknown, which is basically uh, just kind of a spinoff, but the same pr- basic premise. Um, as far as my Christmas wish list man it's it's that. It's, it's that seven-foot-tall metal <laughs> statue Bigfoot. It's almost like an oversized uh, yard decoration, but I desperately want one. That would yes. be awesome. My, uh, my house, uh, backs, the backyard backs up to a nature reserve, and there's a little walking trail there. So I want to put it basically right in my garden, right by my deck, so maybe when people are walking through there at dusk, maybe they can look over and just be just be scared just for a half second. Just for a little and, bit. Until they see it's only a... Uh, It's a two-dimensional little Bigfoot cutout thing.
1: All of a sudden, the Nebraska BFRO's phone starts ringing off the hook (laughs) with all kinds of sightings. Exactly, All these sightings in
2: North Omaha. What's going on?
0: It was just a goof, man. I didn't think it would scare anybody. My
2: paranormal holiday gift is actually the most dad gift I can come up with this year is a pillow. A pillow. a special kind of pillow. Uh, It's called the Purple Pillow. It's done by a company called Purple, and they kind of revolutionize different... And this is not an ad for Purple, by the way, but (laughs) but they have a hilarious ad for their new mattress that features a whole Bigfoot family. No and it way. it has, like, the mom talking I about... I saw that. That mom... is awesome. You have to look at it before. Yeah. Uh, the mom's talking about how hard it is to find a mattress that holds up to all of their family's re- wear and tear. It's hilarious. Yeah. So their beds are set out in the middle of the woods, basically. Right, Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a purple pillow. So, A, it's tied to Bigfoot, and B, I'll be well-rested. So if I do get abducted <laughs> by aliens, I'll, uh, I'll have a nice good sleep. <laughs>
1: fantastic hey going back to uh ghost hunting stuff how, how about a spirit box which is uh basically it's a piece of equipment that uh it's got thousands of pre-programmed words uh that ghosts can allegedly manipulate to make it speak to you so you can ask a ghost questions and and uh the signal will come back through the box and they can you will actually see their reply um i don't it'll probably voice it. If not, you can read what what it is they're saying. Right. So. um, And there's something
0: inherently creepy about those kind of robotic voices as it is. But what's really creepy is if it kind of syncs up to seemingly answer one of your questions, you know. So you could say, is there anybody in the room with us? And maybe the voice box hasn't said anything in several minutes. And right as soon as you ask, is anybody in the room with us? It could go behind you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Gives you the willies. (laughs) (laughs) totally so um
1: books is another thing you know i'm sure you know there's tons of, of books on all kinds of topics um one of our own andy's got some a new book out this fall
0: yeah i am i i'm an author i have uh currently have three books out and uh First one is, is uh, called Flying Paint Rollers from Heaven. It was it was actually a, a bestseller when it first came out in t- 2014. But the cool thing about the book is, is I wrote it because it's... Uh, I wrote it with people with attention problems in mind because <laughs> each chapter is very short. Each section is, is kind of short. So if you have two minutes here or five minutes there, you can crack it open and That's read through. That's how the... I read. Exactly. I read two minutes at a time. Then I set it down week later week later I'll read it yeah. two bingo minutes. <laughs> and with unrelated sections and you don't have to memorize what you already read you can just read a brand new section but
2: it again. you
0: don't have to reread it no book report due but Flying Paint Rollers from heaven's a good read because it touches on a lot of different topics there's a, t- a chapter on reincarnation there's a chapter on ghosts and angels there's a chapter on psychic abilities and communicating with the afterlife it's just a little bit of everything Uh, My my second book is a little bit more uplifting. It's called Inspiration A to Z, and it's just kind of uh, uh, unrelated short stories about um, uh, staying positive and overcoming negativity and uh, just uh, kind of finding beauty in the most unexpected places in the world. And then my third book, yeah, which which did actually come out this fall, Pat, it's called Not Your Average Angel Book. And that was years in the making, but it's uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a it's a book about angels, angelic miracles, uh, stories about spirit guides and how to communicate with our own guardian angels and a lot of really good kind of uplifting content in there that would go really well with the Christmas season, I think. So all those are available online uh, on Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com, through my website, things like that. So uh, maybe we'll slap up a, a link, but those are good books. Aside from the shameless plugs, which is what that was, <laughs> uh, sorry, for the, sorry for the ramble. Uh, you know what's one of my favorites, guys, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you. I have four of these books. It's Rusty Wilson's Bigfoot Campfire Stories. We talked about
2: this. We on did. Our Bigfoot. Yeah, you, you told it's us yes. about these. Yeah,
0: so great, man. There's and there's spinoffs. There's uh, an Alaskan Bigfoot Stories version. You brought some of those with you, yeah? Didn't we you? read yeah, on yeah, our we trip. Read some yeah. Of those. And there's a Canadian version, yep. and there's it's just really cool. Uh, Bigfoot stories really well written yes, kind of captivate yes. your imagination and uh, they were
2: really well done god, they they're just short great and, they're yeah, short they there's short like
1: little
0: stories kind of 10 of them 10, maybe 12 of them in yeah. each book and uh, I don't know if they're true or not it's written as if they are true yeah um, some of them are kind of outlandish but if true it's just like it'll make your head spin like oh my god what if
2: yeah. we read yeah. a few in that yeah. cabin and it yeah. really cranked up the atmosphere it was yeah. like oh this is gonna be so funny <laughs>
0: So those are a shameless plug for whoever you know, Rusty Wilson's Bigfoot Camp Firebooks.
2: One more recommendation I have for a gift idea, and this is this is probably the most shameful, sh- shameless plug <laughs> is this podcast. Hey, hey, download go. it, share it with your friends and family. Let them know what we're doing, and if, if they like paranormal stuff, or even if they just like dads being goofy, I think that they'd have a fun time. And, uh, and we like sharing our stories with people. So it'd be,
1: we're, we're a gift too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the holidays, almost the new year. I yes. just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we've, we've had some pretty loyal followers and, uh, we're always looking for more. So please, uh, get the word out. Um, thank you very much for listening. You can, uh, Read more on Facebook at Paranormal Dads or on Twitter at Paranormal Dads.
2: You can download us on Stitcher Podcast Radio and on iTunes and stream us off of uh, Podbean. Just look for Paranormal Dads under the search engine. We're the only ones. Called Paranormal Dads, because we're the only ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Freesound, uh, freesound.org, uh, was where a lot of our sound effects and music comes from. And one thing we can promise you, reason to be excited about 2018 next year, uh, we are going to start bringing guests on the show, guests yes. that have seen uh, mysterious creatures or have... Uh, Uh, witnessed uh, events that defy explanation. So we're going to start bringing on some guests and mix it up for some fresh content next year. So there's a lot to to look forward to. So thanks for listening.
1: So I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Please be safe. Uh, Take care of each other. Enjoy your families. I
2: couldn't have said it better myself. Peace out.